Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome to the show. we got a great show planned for you, as always. DMs always open. Happy to help. We're here for you. Doctor's always in. You got a question for us? Drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. And uh, past episodes of Loveline are always over at wearechannelq.com. But like I said, great show. We're going to be starting off by talking about tips to maintain lasting, healthy, adult friendships and relationships. What? We should know this stuff by now. Well, unfortunately, we don't. <laughs> you know, one of, my, uh, one of the funnest parts of my job is tracking things and uh, pop culture is a really great place to start. Often it uh, hurts my little therapist soul when I see some of the things that we are normalizing, getting familiar with. Um, so I'm always trying to kind of give a counter perspective to that. Um, as always, everything I talk about is very applicable to um, something outside of whatever the entry point is. So even if I'm talking about marriage, it often relates to any other kind of relationship. And this is something that applies, I think, universally across the board. Hopefully, we're always working on being better people. Studies show quantity doesn't mean as much as the quality of friendships. Now, sit with that for a second. And I have clients do that sometimes. I'll say, let's just take a minute, do an assessment of all the different relationships that you're a part of, kind of give them a letter grade, average that out, and that's somewhat of a you know determinant of your mental health because this is what you're constantly influenced by, bathing your psyche and nervous system in. This is people you're seeking counsel and advice from. These are conversations that you're, you know, people are having conversations with, which is normalizing or helping you unlearn or learn better or worse skill sets. Yeah, that stuff really matters. Um, so we always want to pay attention to that. It's hard for us to be our healthy, better selves if we're not around people that are also trying to do that kind of work or doing the same. So what are some of the things we need to think about? Lifting each other up. Sit with that for a second. I always talk about that, that us being brought into someone's life in any form means that we have an accountability to being good for them. We want our impact on someone to be positive, right? Us being brought into someone's life, we want to make it better. So lifting each other up, what a phenomenal thing. And when I talk about topics like, you know, toxic relationships, toxic friendships, toxic family members, usually one of the first things is how do you feel when you're around them? And it's usually not so great. They bring me down. We want to focus on being around people that lift us up, but also we have to look at ourselves. We want to also lift people up. So ask yourself that, you know, what tends to be my main perspective or what tends to be the impact that I have when I'm around people? We lean on each other for support. We need others. But the quality of their presence or our presence matters. It's not just about having someone. It's who do we have and what kind of impact do they have on us? So I love that. Um, something else we talk about is fueling the connection. Relationships are verbs. 
It's not something we have. We think in our consumerist materialist culture, often in terms of what do we get? What's in it for me? What do we have? It's objectifying. We want to think more subjectively. What is it like, <clears throat> excuse me, to be around these people, right? What is the impact we have? But am I actively a participant? Because a lot of people get into relationships of whatever kind, and they just kind of put their head down, let it run on autopilot, not realizing that we're constantly needing to participate. And if it's a romantic relationship, well, that's even more important. It's even more meaningful that we're constantly feeding that relational energy, constantly keeping that ball in the air. Time is important. What we do at that time is important. Um, but staying close and staying present, maintaining that availability and that reliability is what's most important. And we know that. That's something that's with us from birth all through adulthood is we constantly need to have people that are consistent, reliable, available, and responsive. And we have to, though, keep feeding that. That's something we have to work on. It's really easy to get very comfortable with someone's proximity or their presence. And then we think that that's good enough. Um, so that's something we're always talking about. But by following up, we talk a lot about that. Being a participant in someone's life means knowing things about them, but also asking questions and tracking them and following up. And there's different, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do that. But I, but I love that framing of their fuel, the connection. Fuel, that means input. That means intention. That means effort. That means awareness. So ask yourself, when's the last time you were really feeding or fueling your primary relationship or other important relationships in your life? And what would it mean to begin to do that? What would you do? What would be the first thing you would step into? Because it's all about actions. What actions are we taking or what actions are we not taking? So really start to think about that. <clears throat> Assess the people. Think about the people that you spend the most time around. Maybe it's your primary partner. If you're single, maybe it's friends or family members. And ask yourself, how is it that I'm a participant in that relationship? Do I check in on them? Do I follow up to see how things go when they share different events with me? Am I a full participant? Am I relationshiping? Or do I just like knowing that they're there? Do I like the symbolic idea of them? Because what people really need is the presence. They don't just need to symbolically know that people exist, right? It's about what is it like having them in my life? Are they a full participant? And what happens with couples that have been together a long time or maybe friends that have relied on just being roommates or whatnot, we can kind of get a little lazy with some of that. Got to take a little break, a break, but we'll definitely be back. And later in the show, of course, we'll be doing some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Stick around. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we are back and uh, talking about how to be a better person, but really, actually, we're talking about how to uh, be a participant, a full participant in the lives of those who we have relationships with of all different kinds. And uh, I know times times are tough. I know that we are burnt out. I know that we don't have a lot of energy. But remember, relationships of all kinds are verbs. They require actions and presence and consistency and reliability. And um, we want to check in and make sure that we're doing that. A lot of us, it's very easy for us to feel lonely, for us to feel left out, for us to not feel part of. But we don't always reflect on how we might be a co-conspirator of creating that, right? Like, what does that mean? Basically means, have you presented as someone who's interested in participating? Are you always waiting for invites or do you sometimes invite? Because that's what can happen sometimes. We really feel bad about the lack of someone else's attention to us, but we don't realize that we're, it's a feedback loop. If someone's always reaching out to us and always planning things and starting, you know, to, creating that reconnection or reaching out to us, we don't always look at what we're doing. <clears throat> Our, you know, let me give you a clinical example. I will work with individuals who will feel as though their partner, or whatever relationship they're in, marriage, dating, that their partner isn't uh, staying close enough, isn't um, staying connected enough, maybe went longer in the day or over the weekend than they are comfortable with and haven't reached out. And as you hear their thought process that I'm recounting for you, it's very much focused on what this other person hasn't done. But the person who's complaining never stops to think, well, if I wanted to hear from them more, why don't I reach out? If I want to see them more, why haven't I created plans? But instead we dig our heels into feeling victimized by this other person who most likely is just neutrally off living their life, not aware that this is even happening because we haven't communicated anything. We haven't stepped into any kind of action or solution and attempted to see them. And we're just really collaborating with more of what we don't want. We are supporting that space. We're recognizing their space that we're not comfortable with. But instead of doing something about closing that gap, we just really kind of allow it. Try to create what it is you want to see or what it is you want to have in a relationship. Stop waiting or hoping the other person will do that. If you want to hear from someone, reach out to them. If you don't like how long it's been since you've seen someone, make plans with them. But we often want to take the safer, less vulnerable route of sitting back and hoping or wanting or complaining that they're not doing that. Create the kind of life you want to have, but bigger than that, create the kind of relationship you want to have. If you want more, more closeness, reach out. If you want to talk more, connect. And so that's massive. Sit with that. Think about that. Ask yourself, what, how are you helping to sustain, strengthen, or create that which you're also complaining about? Because like I said, relationships are verbs. Verbs. And we often really create a feedback loop where we're digging our heels into the distance, which we don't want. We don't communicate that that's upsetting to us so the other person doesn't know that there's a problem or even what the solution might be. So we're withholding intimacy. We are feeling victimized, but we're really victimizing ourselves. 
And so what's in that? Well, we need to be more transparent and share what, what's going on with us, but we also need to try to be a part of that solution. So that's what I hear when I look at articles or research that talks about fueling the connection, creating the kind of relationship you wanna have. If you want more closeness, reach out more often. If you want more depth, start sharing more vulnerably. Be a part of recreating tolerance or a different way of relating. Be the solution. Don't wait for the other. You want more sex in your life? Start initiating more. Start prioritizing it more. You want more romance? Start asking people out. Or if you've fallen into a slump with your current partner, start creating romantic experiences. Instead of saying, my partner never gives me flowers, my partner never takes me out on a date, start buying them flowers, take them out on a date. Start that cycle, start that process, start that feedback loop, start reintroducing more romance, but don't sit there silently creating victimization, feeling victimized when this other person is happy with what's going on, happy with where they're at, or not even aware at all that there's a problem or that you're upset about something. We have to start communicating and moving towards solutions and creating the change that we wanna see. I love that quote. And there's so many different ways to apply that. Um, also one of the things I talk a lot is, because remember, relationships are a feedback loop. So yes, it can sometimes matter who started whatever it is that we're stuck in, but more importantly, what are you doing to contribute to it or what are you doing to solve it? And if you're feeling you're in a relational rut, start complimenting more. Start expressing more gratitude. Start to lift you and your partner out of whatever it is that's feeling rough. But more importantly, if you want more romance, bring it back. Um, as they say again, what is it? Fuel that connection. I love that. I think one of the things we need more is more vulnerability, but more confidence in expressing our emotions. I think we're too hung up on uh, being seen as ridiculous or being seen as hypersensitive or being seen as needy and all feelings are valid. It's really about us having confidence and allowing our emotions to be a true communication that we need something and asking for it. And a healthy partner is not gonna shame you for having a need. They might let you know I can't do that or they might let you know I can't do that in that way, but most likely they're gonna honor this expression and it's actually creating safety for them to do the same thing. So step into that risk. Um, what else do we have here? I love this one and this is part of just being a good friend, being honest but also being compassionate. I have said this before and I will say this again and again and again, there is no mental health, there is no strength and there is nothing positive in someone who just always tells it like it is. Because the virtue isn't just being honest, the virtue is being compassionate and that means sometimes we're very honest and that means sometimes we just keep our mouth shut. And I think we need to practice more of that. I mean, it really does become then a discourse just in paying attention to impact, the impact we have in, on what we say and we do. But um, bringing in that compassion. So again, for those that are just joining us, we're kind of talking about some of the things you have to do to drum roll, create you know, healthier, longer lasting you know, relationships and partnerships. But this really applies to anyone who has any interactions with any human being on the planet. Um, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna come back in a second. And then of course we'll be doing some DMs. So uh, during the break, if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline and G page. Always open, love to hear from you. Topics, questions. It's kind of a free for all out there. It's the wild west in those DMs. But again, that's the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Give us a follow back, drop some questions or um, topics you want covered in there. And uh, past episodes of the show, always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. Bam, there they all are. But stick around, y'all. We'll be right back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, we're back talking about how to be a better human being. Nah, really talking about how to be better in relationships, which eh, they're kind of the same thing. I, I love this one. And again, I'm looking at a bunch of different articles and pieces of research. Um, 
Now, people come in to my office or on my telephone, excuse me, and they're going through conflict, they're in a fight, they're having a problem, whatever it is. And uh, we really get hung up on who started it, whose fault it is, and I always tell people, children, children think in those terms. That's the kinds of stuff that children worry about. Who started it, whose fault is it? Uh, outside of situations of abuse, emotion or physical, in which case you leave immediately, the relationship ends at that moment. Outside of that, we're not talking about those scenarios. Um, whoever it is I'm talking to, I say to them, it is your job to do the repair. And they'll say, well, wait a minute. I didn't start it. And I'll say, you're an adult. doesn't matter who started it. As adults, we are better than that. We are, we think relationally that I'm in a relationship with this person of whatever kind, friendship, family, sexual, romantic. And if this is someone that's important to you, as is this relationship, it does not matter who started anything. We don't think in those terms. We are always trying to repair. It's, it's a very rigid mindset that we have been socialized with. We really get obsessed with who did it, who's right, who's winning, who's at fault. And it's basically the blame game. Let go of that. I say that to all the couples I work with. You have to just be focused on healing and repair. If you're getting caught up in, well, you started it, so you need to initiate that first. You are acting like a child and you are trapped in your ego. You are trapped in the problem. Dear God, evolve beyond that where those concepts don't matter anymore. And what does matter is the kind of life you want to have, but more importantly, the kind of relationship you want to have with that person. You, whoever's listening, are responsible for starting the repair. It doesn't matter who created it who initiated it, whose fault it is. Those aren't real concepts when we're talking about relational health. We just need to move on and to heal and to process. I mean, that was something I had to get over in my relationships, where if I'm ever a part of something and I see something problematic happening, I try to step into the solution. Now, it's not always gonna be immediate. It's okay to realize I need time to think on this or about this. It's okay to say I need time to figure out how I wanna approach this, what I wanna say. This doesn't always have to happen immediately. Ideally, it could, where you could turn and say, hey, I care about you, let's sit down and talk about this, or hey, you know, this is getting a little off hand, let's meet up again tomorrow and try to work through this. But sometimes you need a little more time away because it's confusing, because it's very triggering, because it really brings you back to some early, early traumas or things you've dealt with earlier in life and you wanna be better this time, or you need to soothe yourself or settle down or seek counsel. Like all of that's fair, all that's in there. But I really want us to get over this idea that the goal is about figuring out whose fault it is, who is right, even when I'm working with couples where someone cheated, yes, the person who created the harm and, 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 and helped, well, not helped, but was the main participant in trust getting eroded, yes, we need accountability from them. Yes, we need you know apology from them, but it's okay for the quote unquote injured partner to also be a part of that repair work. Again, if you are part of a relationship and you wanna still be a part of that relationship, you get out of the way of whose fault is it and you step into instead, what, what is my role? Or how can I help push this forward? Or how can I help my partner who harmed me get to the place they need to get to so that we can resolve this? Because it's a relationship you also want, step into that. It really truly is a higher level of maturity and functioning. When we let go of that, winning, being correct, being top dog, whatever the different frameworks are, and just moving into this is someone that's important to me, so is this relationship, and so, my God, I am all in on doing whatever it takes to get us to where we need to be, and that's what we need more of. And I would love for us to start transmitting that to children. 
it's not saying you don't have boundaries. It's not saying you don't defend yourself. It's not saying you don't advocate for yourself, but it's saying when we're talking about lower level things, we really release ourselves from that framework or that oppositional mindset of me against you. And instead you're moving into a more collaborative way of thinking, which is we're in this together because we both want this. And this is meaningful to both of us. How can we help each other get each other and this relationship to a place of healing and resolve? Like that's what couples therapy is really about. I don't help figure out who is right and who is wrong. I drop into us getting more vulnerable, expressing how we felt about what happened, why what happened was meaningful and important to us, what it meant to us, and what we each need. Everyone's feelings are valid. There's no such thing as you lost validity to your feelings and your experience because of what happened or what was done. That's just never the case. I'm always accommodating everyone's needs and I'm always normalizing and giving validity to everyone's feelings. We step outside of that framework of the right and wrong, but that's a very hard thing for us to do. But as adults, we really, 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 really need to do that. I think if we just worked on that, we would all be doing very, very, very well. Uh, the next point I wanted to hit, uh, we're gonna really, we're gonna go to break and we're gonna go to DMs and then when we come back, we'll, we'll kind of hit this one. Um, and then I think it's also important, we're gonna move on to a really fun topic in the second hour of the show, which is, uh, dun 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 drum roll, common myths, sexual myths that we uh, need to really get rid of. So let's, 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 let's go to break, do some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Uh, and then after those DMs, we'll come back and we'll talk about some of these sexual myths that we need to, for once and for all, get rid of. Oh, if only it was that easy. But these things, these things, these things are deep. These things are deep. All right, stick around, y'all. We'll be here. Come back with us. If you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, we are back, and guess what? Sliding into the DMs. Yep, it's that time. It is time to slide into those DMs. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, my boyfriend of two years has just recently started to experience anxiety. Yeah, I bet. There's a lot to be anxious about. Anxiety is not always a disorder or pathology. Anxiety is normal. We will all experience it at some time. We have to get comfortable with that. So you, as their partner, need to help co-regulate that. Tell them to come to you with that anxiety. You will help them develop a better perspective, some tools for coping or just sit in it with them, right? That's you being a good partner. But your question says, I've had it for years. Wait, my boyfriend of two years had just started having anxiety. Got it. I've had it for years and experienced many attacks, but he's starting to blame me for those feelings because he never used to have them until we moved in together. Can someone actually experience anxiety attacks just because they're around someone who does? Sure. Of course they can. Why not? Um, they maybe were very sensitive or primed to experience anxiety. And when you start to develop display or, you know, experience it, they get infected and they take it on. Sure. It's possible, but the blaming isn't the right way to look at it. When we're in a relationship, we impact each other. It's a feedback loop where our systems are connected. So what we feel, they feel that's a deep level of intimacy and attachment. It's a good sign, but it's not great when it's things like anxiety. So you might be realizing you have to manage your anxiety more so as to help your partner not experience theirs, but it shouldn't be blame. That's what's more concerning to me is that tells me a lot about the relationship where it's not cooperative. It's not rooted in mutuality and care because it should really sound like, hey babe, I notice now that I'm starting to get anxious when you're anxious. And so your partner should say, so I'm realizing I don't have the best coping skills or the best boundaries at times. Can we both work on us mutually regulating our anxiety better so as to not infect the other with it? Can we both work on being more available for co-regulation to help each other out when we have it? 
that's what the work is. How can we both tackle this together? It's a problem we both have. Because if we're in a relationship, your problem is my problem, my problem is your problem. We're in the same boat. We're responsible for it's happening with the other. Yeah, emotional infection happens. It's called social contagion, intersubjectivity, mirror neurons, empathy. Inter- you know what I mean? Like that, that's part of it. But there's no blame. There shouldn't be blame. You're not choosing anxiety. You're struggling. But yeah, you might need better regulatory skills if they're negatively impacted by it and that they're kind of taking it on. I've been there. I've had my partner have anxiety meltdowns and I'm like, wow, it's making me feel anxious. I need to ground myself to help ground them and vice versa. That's going to happen always. Just like if we're empathetically attached to someone and they're dealing with something really that's profoundly distressing, we're going to feel some sadness too, whether it's historical stuff being brought up for us or us feeling sad, witnessing someone we care about feeling sad, or again, a deep level of resonance and attunement. Yeah. That's not bad that you're feeling each other's feelings. What's bad is you're both blaming the other and neither one of you stepping into a mutually beneficial form of regulation. So you both should take some time to figure out how to deal with anxiety better. What are some tools and tips? How to regulate. You can get find that out in couples therapy. There's great books on it, but do that work. I mean, y'all, this is a broader example of how I say when we're in a relationship, our partner's in our care. We have to take that seriously. And when I hear people blaming, I know that they're not really thinking relationally because they should be like, hey, babe, your anxiety sp- triggers mine. So let's get better at managing our anxiety. And here's how we can do that. There's no blame in that. There's no challenge in that. There's no attack in that. It's keeping it safe. And your partner's not doing that. So start with how you're relating to it before you even deal with getting rid of it. First, focus on how the two of you are approaching it, talking about it your perspective, and then together as a team, cooperatively, you tackle it and look for solutions. This is an important question, broader implications. Shows us where our work is. So let's all do it, let's all be better. If you have a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Uh, Love to hear from you, any questions y'all got, drop them in there, topics you want covered, something you want us to circle back and cover more deeply. And uh, we are channelq.com is where you want to go to check out past episodes of Loveline. Scroll down, click on Loveline. They're all there. You can binge, post, share, re-listen, and uh, while you're there, check out some of the other shows. But as always, we're, we're always being self-reflective first. So whenever we approach these topics, we always want to look at how, we're, how maybe we're doing these things. What can we learn about ourselves as a person in the world or a human and our mental health before we maybe weaponize it and use it against our partner to assess them. Assess yourself first. That's always like the important part of uh, being a mentally healthy person and a good partner to someone. All right, though, we'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around, y'all. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Guess what, y'all? It is time to bust some common sexual myths. What? Yeah, some of these some of these are real zingers. <laughs> I read some of these and I go, wow. I, I re- every now and then the things I hear that people are doing and that we have to comment on, I'm thinking like, wow. It's a lack of uh, some, I don't know, intelligence at times. But I appreciate that some of these other things are just difficult because we still struggle to have confidence talking about a lot of things sexually and a lot of misinformation out there. And we don't always feel safe asking the questions we need to ask and so many resources. It's hard to know it's good. So let's, let's bust through some of these. Um, I love this one. (sighs) Using two condoms at once. Yes. Some people, I understand 
fear of all sorts of different things, STDs, STIs. People are like thinking if one condom's safe, what about two? Two's safe. And if two's safe, three's even safer, maybe four. Well, at that point, you're going to maybe feel absolutely nothing. <laughs> but uh, using two condoms is absolutely, positively not better than using one. Why? Well, a lot of reasons. One, it could create friction. Too much friction. What does that do? Well, it could create breaks, tears. That is then defeating the entire purpose of a condom. Just use one. Now, there's more to it than that. We have to remember, it's never about safe sex. It's only about safer. Anytime you touch another person's body, you are running the Let me say it differently. Anytime you are in close proximity to another person and or maybe touch their body, you are running the risk of getting an infection or a bacteria of some kind, touching their eye, using their fork, putting your pelvis near their pelvis. That is just life. You can get from a doorknob a disgusting infection that has you poop in your pants and snot dripping out of your nose on the couch. STDs and STIs tend to be far less severe, fixed with one pill, and you know not really a big expressive deal, most of them. So we have to really just pan out and realize the world isn't that safe in terms of that stuff. We pick up common colds and flus from sick babies, airplanes, doorknobs, all sorts of stuff. That's why we're washing our hands, we clean surfaces. Sex is no different. There's no such thing as safely being around other people in any context. You walk into a restaurant and sit down, you are touching things that probably have never been cleaned, like maybe the back of the booth, the menu, all sorts of stuff. That's just life. So we have to just normalize the fact that being in contact around other people and touching them in any way, holding their hands, whatever it is, you're running the risk of all sorts of stuff. So really do some research to better understand the risks and understand that you know condoms are what we do to protect transmissions of some things, but it doesn't protect the transmission of all STDs and STIs because a lot of skin contact still occurs. But doubling up on condoms is absolutely not the way. What else? Let's see. Ah, that's another good one. Viruses. Yep. That uh, when we talk about things like S, I'm sorry, HSV, herpes simplex one and two, that uh, it isn't one's upper, one's lower. We can get the lower to the upper, the upper to the lower. What does that mean? Well, it means that cold sores on the mouth or the face are typically caused by HSV1. HSV2 is typically commonly most associated with the genitals, genital herpes. But some cases of genital herpes are actually caused by HS1, which means don't give oral sex if you got a cold sore. Or if you do, use a dental dam or a condom. We can transmit it from mouth to crotch, crotch to mouth, et cetera, et cetera. Crotch to throat for other STDs and STIs, oh yes. They don't just stay in the area that they first formed or where the infection first occurred. They can be transferred. And this is why we have to start talking about and reducing the stigma because most STDs and STIs, the issue or the biggest problem is just the stigma. That's what's most painful is the embarrassment, the stigma, the shame, not the exact symptoms of the infection. And we have to normalize talking about it so that people can feel free asking questions, sharing test results, sharing positive test results, but we can't do that if it's rooted in stigma and shame and people feel bad about it. 
that's never going to get that conversation going in a more honest way. And that's why people won't get tested or won't share test results or won't share positives because they don't want to be labeled or stigmatized. They don't want to be made to feel ostracized and made fun of. So we have to normalize talking about these things, asking questions and being able to acknowledge whether or not we have certain STDs or STIs. We have to normalize that, but we still have jokes about them. You know, it's still one of those things that people have no problem mocking or putting down. So we have to work on that. That's how we kind of like stop that process. Um, here's another interesting one. I didn't realize that some people thought this, that most STDs or STIs will not just go away on their own. In the ways that something like a cold, you kind of just treat the symptoms of the cold and a cold will work itself out. Um, this will not just clear up on its own. Your immune system can't take on certain STDs and STIs like chlamydia, things like that. Um, if you, you have to get treatment like an antibiotic. Um, oftentimes also some of them don't have any symptoms that would make someone be aware that they necessarily even have an STD or STI. And that's why we have to get regular testing if you're sexually active. Uh, let's take a little break and we're going to come back and we're going to keep talking about and busting sexual myths. So uh, stick around and then uh, we'll be closing out with some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. Stick around. All right. We are back and uh, we are busting sex myths. A whole bunch of them. We're going to be uh, continuing them part two tomorrow night. But for now, we are busting myths like, uh, hey, if one condom's great and safe, probably better to use two. That is false. <laughs> Why? It can lead to a lot of friction. That can cause breaks, tears. No good. Best to use one. Let's do its job. Don't double up. Also, uh, different viruses can get spread from genital area to mouth, mouth to genital area. So it's not a matter of, ah, if I have a cold sore, I'm good. No, if you have a cold sore, not only do you not want to be kissing someone, you also don't want to be performing any kind of oral sex. You can transmit things back and forth. Um, we can also transmit things to our throat, all sorts of fun stuff. So we always want to be aware, getting tested regularly for sexually active, disclosing status, asking about people's status. And that goes to the next one. STIs don't just go away on their own like a cold. You have to actively <laughs> take treatment. A lot of them require antibiotics. Boom, shot in the butt, a pill or three, all done at once and you're back to life, you know? So don't worry about that. Also, this is an interesting one. Some people thought that syphilis is gone. That's an old timey illness. Nope, still happening. Number of new cases has nearly doubled. <laughs> Hitting the highest levels since 1949. A study showed us in 2016. Higher level since 1949. Yikes, I don't have much more information on that, but that's something to pay attention to. Get tested, y'all. Um, and if untreated, it can be fatal. I know, I know. It's rare that it gets to the late stages these days, but if it doesn't get treated, it stays in your body, it can get worse. And again, the final stages, I'm looking at some of the research, it says that can be like 20 plus years after infection. That can get real gnarly. So again, if you're sexually active, get tested. These aren't fear tactics. These are just, you know, being being honest. Um, I love this one. This is important. Yes. We were kind of talking about this earlier. You can get an STI from oral sex. hundred percent. Anytime you're in close contact with someone or touching them, you have the possibility of transmitting lots of stuff. The common cold often happens that way. So think about that. It's just, you know, proximity to other people means coming in contact with stuff. So we're not trying to be a bear of bad news, but um, condoms and, and whatnot are really important between and while getting tested and getting results. Um, I love this one as well. I said this earlier, condoms are great, but they don't protect against every single STD or STI. 
they can only protect against what's transmitted via bodily fluid. But what about our pelvic reason? Re- uh, pelvic reason, our pelvic region. What about also our mouths? Remember we talked about that. So that's why we talk about things like dental dams or oral sex with condoms. But things like crabs, herpes, HPV, syphilis, condoms don't protect against those typically. We're not fully. They also fail. They fall off. They rip. They tear. I know. Just get regular checks. You'll find out. You won't pass it along. You can get treatment. You'll feel confident. It's also compassionate. That's really what it keeps coming down to. I mean, that, that should be like the focus of, the, of this segment is like, go get tested, find out. Practice starting to talk about these things. Um, here's an interesting one. Sorry, y'all. I know, we're keeping it real tonight. Shaving off your pubes won't get rid of crabs. I know, because yet again, it's another thing that requires treatment. You can't just shave the hair off the area thinking they're gone because they're gonna be latched onto your skin. They can live anywhere you have body hair. Uh, but it's just a lotion or a shampoo or a cream. Don't panic. It can be a little annoying. Sometimes you have to do it more than once, but you need treatment. I know these are, I mean, these are not fun things to have to think about, but this is part of just kind of being out there in the world, y'all. Because if you leave them untreated, what happens? Irritation, scarring. I don't even want to get into the rest of it. Just just be smart. Um, was there any other ones I thought were really meaningful? Here we go. This is a real bummer for a lot of people that are like, okay, well, you know what? We're, we're, we're just, we're just going to keep our clothes on. Um, well, if you are clothed and you are not naked and your bodies are not coming in contact with each other, then yes, you, you most likely have a little bit of protection that way. I love that they're throwing that in here. I'm looking at a couple pieces, different pieces of research. This is important too, though. You cannot catch STDs from handshakes or hugging. This gets a little clunky. Uh, basically, a lot of them, the ones that are microorganisms um, that cause things like STDs and STIs, like chlamydia, herpes, they don't survive well outside the body and not for very long. And that's a good thing because that's what we're talking about when we're talking about holding hands, um, toilet seats, what else, sharing, uh, sharing towels or clothing, things like that. So that's a good thing. Um, because that's something that people a lot of times think about. They know that someone might have come up positive for something. They're afraid of like sharing utensils and things like that. Um, some of these are just ridiculous. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Um, I think the most important thing that really comes up is if someone's educated enough, then they won't panic. If you understand what the treatment looks like and you realize that a lot of STDs and STIs have a very easy treatment process, not all of them are treatable. Some of them are for life. And then we do have to really work on um, getting confidence in our body, reconnecting with sexuality, um, feeling desirable again, dealing with shame and stigma. But for the ones that are treatable, you want to just get that covered. You want to get that handled. And the way you do that again is by constantly what? Getting tested. Um, and we can do that now from the privacy of your own home. There's a lot of STD and STI kits that you can just order online. Um, but it's really about knowledge is power. And I really, that's when I actually very much value that. Um, let's end with this singer. You can still get pregnant while you're on the pill and you can get pregnant if you're on your period. I'm gonna read you this quote. Sperm are confident, spunky little guys and they can survive inside for up to five days, meaning that if you have sex towards the end of your period, you can potentially conceive four days later if you ovulate early. It's not hugely likely, but it's possible. Bum, 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 bum. Also, the good news is birth control pills are 99% effective if used them perfectly. 
However, most women aren't magic pill-taking robots means they fail 91% of the time with typical use. Oh my God. And when you look at the stats, you're just like, pff, pff, pff. all right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Keep talking more about this. And then we'll be closing out with some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Questions you got, topics you want covered, always happy to hear from you. And uh, stick around because we will be back. You are listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around. We will be right back. All right, y'all, we are back and uh, we're closing out our discussion of sex myths that need immediate debunking. Oh, so much ridiculousness abounds. Uh, you know, this actually, this next one's a real zinger. Anal sex doesn't count as sex. Some people might be like, why, why does that even matter? Well, here's why it matters. Because it helps us really understand the different ways that we can be sexual with people. And it normalizes that not everyone likes the same kind of sex. Uh, some people don't even like penetrative sex. That's actually, that's actually very shocking to a lot of people. We assume that that is the correct form, the final form, the right form, but not everyone wants penetrative sex. So then we start realizing anything you do with another person that involves arousal and pleasure really falls under the wide category of sex. There's going to be times where we're not going to include our genitals. Orgasm might not be what is the, you know, what occurs at all or what what is able to occur because of medication and other factors. And it really walks us into this idea that to be a healthy sexual adult is to understand the wide, all the different ways that sex can exist in the world. And I want to normalize that. Um, but, and a lot of people will maybe only engage in anal sex as a way to maintain their virginity. Also, it's all sorts of wild reasonings behind things like that. Um, here's another good one that if you have a lot of sex, that, excuse me, that your vagina will get loose. Yes, some people still believe that. Completely untrue. <laughs> vaginal, I'm going to read a quote. Vaginal muscle tissue is very elastic and no penis or toy is going to make it looser, as some people like to claim. It's fascinating how the human body does what it needs to do to accommodate <clears throat> things like a penis. And the female anatomy, excuse me, the vaginal anatomy internally has a create shift, a lifting, a ballooning, a lubricating, a lengthening, a, a lot of different physiological processes to accommodate a penis. Um, let's see what else. These are some of these are just really ridiculous. Uh, oh wow, here's a good one. Uh, you can't get pregnant if you have sex in water. Yeah, yeah, that's wrong. You cannot wash sperm out of your vagina and expect to not get pregnant. Some people think that. I I had not heard that one. Um, the minutes deposited in there. There's bad boys. They're making their way towards the entrance of the uterus. Uterus, whether you're, you know, in an ocean, a pool, a hot tub, shower, a lake, it's gonna happen. Um, also, I always like this one. The ones that try to determine uh, someone's worth as a wife, as a person, as a parent, based on the amount of sex partners they have. I've said this over and over. Be very thoughtful before you answer someone's question about how many sex partners you've had. Your first question should be, what is it you're looking to figure out by asking me that question? Because most likely they're trying to make a worth about you as a person or your character based on that. And that number promises and speaks to nothing. <clears throat> I actually usually recommend people don't answer that. Here's another one I've tried to bust a zillion times. That sex is better when you're young. Oh, that takes us to the difference between genital prime and sexual prime. Genital prime is when we're younger. That's when our genitals might be at their best in response only to producing children. And that's not everyone's goal in having sex. That's in fact, most people, not most people's goal. Our 
Sexual prime is when we're later in life because hopefully we've done the work. We're more confident. We're more open. We're more familiar with our size and what we uh, with ourselves and what we like, and we'll ask for what we like. So we should actually our sexual prime should get better and better with age. Uh, what's another one? Oh, I love this one. The myth is that intercourse alone can get vaginal owners to orgasm. Well, seventy five percent of vagina owners do not orgasm through vaginal penetration alone. 75%. That means they require external stimulation. A lot of people still don't know that. That's another zinger that we try to talk about. Um, let's see if there's any other really good ones before we close out this segment. Ah, this one, that women are less interested in sex than men. It's not true. Determin it's determined on the person. That's a lot of cultural, cultural pressure and creation around that. Women can be just as interested in sex as men, 100%. In fact, the rising numbers in infidelity are now women are or winning that game. Women have more rates of infidelity than men. Oh yes, I know. I know. Um, let's see what else. Any other, any other good singers? <clears throat> I like this one actually. The myth is that most marriages do not survive infidelity. Well, it's actually the opposite. I know most do. In fact, if they do the work in repairing that damage, they're actually better for it, stronger, more tolerant of intimacy. I know, you can capitalize on that. All can be well, that's why I tell people to stick around and work through if the person's important to you and if they uh, really take accountability. Um, dun, dun, dun. I wanna see if we can go out on a really good one. Oh, these aren't that great, y'all. The clock is ticking down, we gotta come up with one really good closer. We'll close on this one. Oysters and chocolate aphrodisiacs. I know there's a lot of stuff written about this, but studies I've looked at show that there aren't any really good studies showing that there's anything sexually enhancing from oysters or chocolate. They got a lot of things like zinc in them. So some vitamins, minerals, antioxidants. So that's cool. Especially chocolate, the higher the level of cacao, the more antioxidants. So that's cool. They can also chocolate itself is associated with lowering blood pressure. So that's cool. That can help with, you know, the functioning of blood vessels uh, for arousal and erections. But um, that's about it, y'all. It ain't gonna necessarily want to get you to get in the bedroom. So I don't know, I love myths. They abound, they abound. Um, all right, y'all, coming up next, we are going to be sliding into those DMs. So stick around, you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign 
sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, y'all, we are back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, I've always been the type of person to sit in my emotions. I love that. Sit in them, sit with them, connect to them, allow them, don't judge them, right? But a lot of times I sit and sit and sit and it gets worse. Doesn't seem like the emotions get worked through. Well... Something's off because emotions are like waves. You know, they come, they're strong at first, and then they do dissipate. So maybe you're not allowing the natural process or working through it. I don't have much more information. I need more information. So I'm just going to give you that lazy answer of get into some therapy. Because if you're telling me you're allowing your emotions and sitting with them, but they're still feeling very strong and overwhelming, I'd want you to talk to a therapist and figure out what what's missing in that. Because that doesn't sound like the natural process. But also I want to just point out that remember, the work isn't about not feeling them. So I don't know what it is you're looking to have happen or what you're thinking isn't happening because the world, the world will make us anxious. The world will make us depressed. We will be lonely. That's not a sign of disorder or pathology. That's a normal functioning system. So I want to make sure you're not pathologizing just the natural occurrence of general low-level things. Maybe you're in a very anxious time. There's a lot of people that have ecological anxiety. They're watching the world burn around us, and that's an ongoing thing. A lot of people are worried about the state of politics. There's people that are feeling distressed constantly because they're unable to access abortions in states like Texas without maybe get, getting put in jail. And that would be an ongoing sense of anxiety. If you're black in our white supremacist culture, I understand that you're constantly depressed and anxious. If you're gay in our homophobic culture, we can still have a bottle thrown at your head for holding your partner's hand in a lot of places. You're going to be feeling anxious often. And so some of it is responses to natural things happening in the world that we should not ever feel okay around or within until those systems change. 
And so some of us will always be carrying depression and anxiety to some extent if it is rooted in our capitalist system, if it is rooted in you working in a toxic work environment with an abusive boss, if you are in an unhealthy relationship, if you're not living a life of purpose and meaning, if you're gay in our homophobic culture, if you're worried about coming out trans in our trans violent culture, like those are going to keep you anxious and depressed. That is a natural response to some systems in the world. No medication or therapy in the world can remove that because that's a rational, understandable response. So I don't know who you are in the world. I don't know the world you live in. I don't know if you have safe others to sit and co-regulate you. The easiest way to process and regulate emotions is through access to another person. Co-regulation will always be more powerful than self-regulation going to others. So I have more questions, but maybe get into some therapy and work through all of that. Get in, work with a therapist that understands intersectionality, that will understand how all your different identities and positions in the world will impact your mental functioning. It's very important. So I, I, I need to understand resilience. I need to understand resources you have or don't have. I need to understand if you're accessing them. I need to understand your social position in the world. Like I said, your identities. I need to understand your perspective on what's, you know, there's so much in there. It might be an attachment issue from having not gotten the internalization of some coping skills through your early caregivers. I, I don't know. You know, it's a very broad question, but I think it's important and there's a lot in there. So go, go find, go get more information, but therapy is a great place to start. I think everyone at some point should spend some time if they have the resources, access and finances to do that. But there's a lot of great books to read that can also help us, you know? So, you know, stay on that journey. It's the most important journey is us better understanding ourselves, better understanding how to be with ourselves, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, but also just give yourself some time away from that as well. Always reminding people, take as much rest as possible. Try to steal moments of joy and pleasure. Center your life and pleasure, ac actually, and build in a lot of self-care. And maybe start reaching out to three people a day. Sometimes it's just about us not sitting that much. Maybe you're sitting too much, and you need more relationality in your world to pull you out of your head, to distract you, to right-size things. Sometimes just sitting with self is the problem. Sometimes we need to go more to others for them to help us get perspective, co-regulate, right size it, you know? So maybe spend some more social time. That is our show, y'all. If you got a DM for us, drop it in the DMs on our Love Energy page. Anything you're wondering about or a topic you want covered, drop it in there. And past episodes of Loveline over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, click on Loveline, and they're all there to binge, post, share, re-listen. We also let you know what the shows are about so you can find the topics you want to uh, deeper internalize or also practice more. We'll be back tomorrow night though, so join us. Got more goodies for you tomorrow, dropping more gems. Be kind to yourselves, be kind to those around you. As always, y'all, thanks for hanging out and you enjoy the rest of your night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.